let's talk about talking to someone that's not over their ex. I got a question the other day, and I get a lot of questions like this where a woman was talking to a guy that has not healed over his ex. And this, this situation was, in particular, very good. It's a great example. This guy that she was talking to cut the relationship off. He said, look, I'm not over my ex. I thought I was, but I'm still thinking about her. And he was very mature about it, and he ended it. Not in a harsh way, but in a very, like, it was the initial stages of talking. It was only a few months, and she basically feels like she can be that person to help him heal, that she can show him, like, look, I'm not like your ex. I'm a lot better. I'm going to be good to you. And they both, you know, there was a lot of chemistry there, but he wasn't healed over his ex. And so her mindset and her question is, what should I do? Should I keep putting an effort and keep talking to this guy? Should I completely back off? Will he come back after, you know, I'm done, uh, he's done healing? Will he come back? Will he realize, okay, now I'm done. I can go back to her. What happens? Let me answer this question for you. First and foremost, I want you to understand that a man or woman that's healing over their partner is not in the right space to be in a relationship. Like if they're really hurt over the heartbreak, if they're really damaged by it, then they're not in the right space. There are people that can move on very quickly though. There are people that can move on within a week, especially if the relationship wasn't that long, you can move on very quickly. There's people that can move on right after a relationship ends because they've moved on when the relationship was going on. They were, they were tired of it. They were, they were annoyed. The sense of freedom they have now is gonna help them a lot more in terms of jumping on a new relationship. So it's not that people that move on very quickly after a relationship are necessarily doing something bad all the time, even though a lot of situations, if they just start dating someone right after a breakup happens, people will romanticize and say this is like, oh, they really didn't care about me. That was the, the pain I needed, you know? It's almost, um, it gives you a smugness, that pain. When, when someone moves on very quickly after a relationship, you feel smug and it, it's good. But a lot of times people are still hurt. People still go through things. And especially men, I'll say this, men, the pain lasts a lot longer. Women are more emotional after a breakup. This is just a very general statement I'm making here. Very ABC statement. You might be very different. Women have an explosive volatility after a breakup. They're crying. They're hurt. They're broken down. They're almost unfunctional. I cannot tell you how many girls have worked for me in my companies. And one of the biggest reasons that they become unfunctional at work or they're just not performing is they're going through a breakup. Men, on the other hand, it sticks with them. It's like a... It's a lingering depression. They, they, they bury those feelings down a lot more because men have the tendency to not show their emotions as much. But when it comes down to it, when someone is going through pain, when someone is going through that, that breakup, that heartache, it's a very, very, very tricky concept. And I'm gonna explain this in the best way I can. First, if they're very obsessive and fixated over their ex or they're crying over them, you cannot, you can, you can be a friend to them, but you cannot try to sexualize the interaction. You have to like hold yourself back. And I know it's very tempting. Obviously, I work with people in relationships, and there are a few clients that I've worked with that are very, very good people, just amazing people to be in relationships with. Now, obviously, what I do is a different sort of situation. I'm working with these people. This is my job, per se. So there's a discipline there. But let's say I was just a guy, and I was helping a girl get over her breakup, and I really thought she was an amazing person. There is a temptation there. There is a natural inclination to be like, wow, I want to fix you. I want to heal you. And you hear, you hear all the negativity about their ex. He did this, he did that, he cheated on me, he broke me down, I loved him so much. You look at this person and it's almost impossible to not like them. People that are going through heartache are very likable because 
they're loving something which has not poured back into them. And in a natural concept, if you see someone working for a company and they're not getting paid, right? You'd be like, wow, this person's really dedicated. This person's amazing. I would love to have them in my business. It's the same thing in a sense of a relationship. You see someone loving someone and they're not being reciprocated on. You think, wow, this person would be amazing to have in my life and for me to get that attention, right? It's that sense of entrepreneurialness in terms of relationships. I hate to put it that way. And it's also that sense of look at this value here that's existing. So a lot of people that are going through heartache are actually very attractive. That's the first thing. If you're a very emotionally aware person and you see someone going through a heartbreak, you're naturally gonna be drawn to them. It's magnetic almost. That pain is what brings us together as human beings. And that need for lust, that need for validation and verification is a very attractive thing because it humanizes us. But you can't sexualize them. You can't jump at them in a relationship mindset because ironically, what you're doing is you're traumatizing them even more. The position that you're in is the position that they got the trauma from. That's where it happened. They got the trauma from the breakup. So if you try to talk to someone sexually in a romantic sense after they go through a breakup and they're still in the fixation, the heavy obsessive phase, it is not necessarily a very good thing. It can be very bad for them. Now, if it's casual, if you're flirting with them and stuff like that, it's, it's not the end of the world. But if you're really trying to pursue a relationship with them, then it's bad. See, there's a fine line here. If someone is fixated and heartbroken over their ex, flirting with them can actually be very good because number one, it boosts their confidence. It gives them attention. It gives them validation. And it shows them that, wow, there's still people out there that like me. And it's a very, very healthy thing to do. And I'm not telling you to go flirt with people that are heartbroken all the time. Sometimes they need a little bit of space, especially if it's just like full on raw. But after that initial rawness, that shock phase, when they're going through the pain, flirting with them, talking to them, and just having a conversation with them, showing them that you know you are a person that potentially could find interest in them down the line is a good thing. But right now they're in the state where they're healing and they need a little bit of you know that help, that positivity. You can't aggressively try to sexualize them. So many people will do on the extreme side, they'll try to hook up with someone after they're going through a breakup. And look, men and women are guilty of this in different ways. Men, man, when a girl gets broken up with, it's like fresh blood, you know, it's like, oh, her man did her wrong. I'm going to go in. I'm going to swoop in. I'm going to I'm going to talk about the negativity of that relationship with her. I'm going to get access to her. And women are very emotionally vulnerable at this point. And the natural inclination is to sometimes bury our pain in sexual activity. So when you talk to someone that's going through a heartbreak, they may very well engage with you in that manner, woman or man. And you can do that if you want to and they want to. They're consenting adults to this degree. But here's the problem they most likely will never actually create a relationship with you. And I'm talking about this in a relationship aspect. If you are trying to talk to someone after they go through a heartbreak, number one, they're going to look at you as not necessarily a position of positivity because ironically, you're in the position that caused them the pain. And a lot of times after a bad relationship, people want to, healthy people want to have a little bit of freedom. It's normal. Sometimes people just want to jump back into relationships and that's actually a lot of times burying the pain, but you need a moment of freedom to breathe. If you are not feeling positive and optimistic about just being alone after a breakup, then that is not necessarily the healthy mindset. Now, that aloneness can only be a month. It can be a couple weeks. It doesn't have to be extremely long, but there is a period where every healthy person will take just to space themselves out and be alone and enjoy that period of being alone after the breakup. And you, if you're trying to pursue someone sexually after they've gone through a heartbreak, you're in the position that that ex-girlfriend, that girlfriend position where they've gotten that pain from and they'll probably want to just stay away from that. The second thing is you become very much like a friend. 
okay? Guys can have sex with their friends. Sometimes women can too when they're emotionally disturbed and they're not thinking in the right space. A healthy woman won't necessarily have sex with their friends. But a woman that's very, very, she, she's hurt, she's going through pain, she wants to feel good right now, she'll have sex with a guy just to have sex with a guy because it's easy for her and because she doesn't want to get emotionally attached. Her logic is that and it is what it is. It just complicates the whole process even more. And you might just become a friend. You might just become someone to, they use to get over the pain. This is the position you really want to avoid because all you're going to be associated with is heartbreak. All you're going to be associated with is the pain and the trauma and the crying and the venting. I've had girls that have helped me over heartbreak. I'm going to tell you a personal story now. And I can attest to this. I'm not saying this because this has happened to me. First, I want you to understand that. Like this has nothing to do with me, but I've experienced this myself and I see how it's true because for a lot of people, it's complicated to understand like, okay, if I'm loving them and caring about them and nurturing them and healing them, why would they not love me when I'm doing everything that their ex could not do? Well, it's because they associate you with the pain and they just look at you. You're, you're seeing them in their weakest moment when they're not 100% and also a part of them rationalize in their head. Like if I was feeling better, if I was more positive, I can get someone that's better. Women oftentimes want a man that's more powerful than her ex, more status, more game, more authority, more income, more respect. Men, on the other hand, want a woman that's more sexually attractive a lot of times than their ex. They want to go up sexually. They want to increase the intimacy and aggression and lust and, and high intensity of love in their life. A guy will want a girl that's more feminine, more attractive than his ex. That's his winning statement to the world. A woman oftentimes will want someone that's more powerful. And you've got to be honest with yourself. If you're not in these positions, if you're not in the position of power, if you're not in the position of pushing attractiveness out, you got to stack yourself up to the ex because that's one thing that you have to understand. Also, the other thing you have to understand is that someone that is going through a breakup and that's going through a lot of pain may still be attracted to the same toxicity of the relationship. They're complaining about it. It didn't work out. They need a period to learn from it. If you're there to nurture them and heal them and you know just basically take away all their pain right off the rip, then you are not allowing that pain to be there. And that pain is what's going to allow them to change what their selection is towards relationships. Because if you just are there for someone all the time, I love you, I'm here for you, and you should be there. But if you're just like reinforcing like that they did nothing wrong and stuff like that, then you are not allowing that trauma to actually be healed. When I go through a breakup and I'm with a toxic girl and she did me dirty, guess what? I need that pain to basically slap me in the face and say, you picked like an idiot. You picked someone that did you dirty. You have to be accountable for every person that you let in your house. If I let somebody in my house and they rob me and I didn't do my research on them, then I'm an idiot. I let a thief in my house. That's the research that you have to do. You don't just let anybody walk into your house and your home and just come in and just willy-nilly just hang around. That's not good for you. That's not beneficial. And so it's the same thing with your relationship. You don't let anybody into your life. You have to vet them out. And honestly, when it comes to letting people in your house, it's a lot less, you know, like people come to my house all the time through companies. I vet the company out and make sure it's legit. But when it comes to relationships, you're going on dates with them, you're meeting them out, you're talking to them, you're engaging with them, you're looking at their, their social circle, you're looking at their Instagram, their Facebook, everything. You're doing a lot more research to see who this person is. You can even Google their name, look at their criminal record. I mean, that stuff's all publicly available. So there's a lot more research there. But the problem is we lead with our emotions a lot. So you need that pain to, to let them heal. You need that pain to, to show them, hey, look, like you messed up. So there's a, there's a way to help people through a breakup. Number one is by helping them understand their own psychology, what they're going through, and then allowing them to learn from the lesson, but letting them learn from it without dying from it. You know what I mean? 
because sometimes the pain can be overwhelming. And if the pain is overwhelming, it really results in a very negative mindset and negative outlook on relationships. But you can be there to, to help them and feel better in moments and let them vent. That's what you should be doing. You should be a friend. People need friends after a breakup. They don't need romantic partners. They don't need someone to just jump back into. It's not healthy for them. When they are fully healed and feeling better and doing better, then you can proceed to jumping into a relationship with them. And honestly, knowing a lot about their ex, knowing a lot about their breakup, knowing that they are still fixated on this person will, will honestly, for most people, not be a beneficial mindset for you to enter the relationship with. Like, there are girls that are wonderful girls, amazing girls that have vented to me before I was counseling people in relationships too aggressively, like just friends that would vent to me about their exes. And, you know, I was like, wow, this girl's amazing. But I know what what she's done with her ex. I know the stuff that's gone down. I don't want to know that all the time. Some of you might want to know every detail of what happened with someone's past. No, I don't. I don't. It's not healthy. It doesn't add any value. Like that information is completely useless information for what you guys are building. There are some details that you might want to know is like how long they dated, you know, what are some things that they may have done together in terms of like big steps, like have they moved in together? Did she allow this guy to meet her parents? Like those big things, they have sex, obviously. But all the little nitty gritty details, I don't need to know. I don't need to know. You know, it's not necessarily for you, not, it's not necessary for you to learn. And I think women have a problem with this because they want to know how she was in bed or this or that. Listen, it don't matter. All you got to know is that the relationship is ended. There are certain key points and, and figures that you should look at in the relationship. But if you're listening to every single detail of the breakup and you're sitting there and you're trying to help this person, you're trying to heal them, then it's not good. And if, look, they, they still are thinking about their ex. Guess what? They're still thinking about their ex. Their ex is the fixation point. Their ex is the person that's showing them scarcity. Their ex is the person that they can't get. And it will be a heartbreak to you when you realize that this person does not want to be with you because they're still in love with their ex and you were just a stepping stone for them to feel better. I mean, it, there's a lot of sinister scenarios I can kind of go into, but it will be a heartbreak for you. It will be a very painful situation for you. It will be a very difficult situation for you. It will be something that you don't always want to really put yourself into. I've learned this the hard way. So don't try to jump in with someone that's still healing from their ex. If they're out of the state of intense fixation to where they still think about them here and there, let me tell you something. Okay, here's, here's the weird, weird gray area. Everyone is thinking about their exes to some degree in a micro percentage. For all the people that are like, oh, I never think of my ex. Yes, you do. Come on. You just did. You thought of them. You know them. You have experiences of them. If you don't have reference to your experiences, then something is wrong with you, okay? I think of my exes very rarely. Like, sometimes I might see something and I'll be like, oh, yeah, me and my ex did that. Like, that's all it really comes down to. And when I'm in a relationship, there is a percentage of comparing to all the partners I've had, to all the exes I've been with. It's a small percentage because I've removed myself from a lot of it. I've done the work, but it still exists. So it's not that it's unhealthy though. It, it's very normal. If I'm dating a girl and she had an ex here and there doing this, that, and a third, like it's normal. Now, obviously women compare a little bit more generalistically. And this is why men in society and historically were very big on like, you know, men have always been about like virgins and the whole thing like that. Is that realistic? No, not today's day and age. But this is why men don't want a girl with a lot of history because they don't ever want to be compared because men have very, very fragile egos, very fragile egos. And the human ego is in, in itself very fragile. So, you know, you have to understand that you're always going to compare to exes. 
you're always going to have that reference point of past relationships, even from your parents and the treatment that you had with your parents. So if someone is getting over their, their heartbreak and they're, they're just moving on a little bit, actually talking to them is probably the best thing that you can do. When they're in a stage where they're just getting over it and they're feeling better, it's probably the best time to capitalize and to jump in with a serious conversation because they're looking for new things. If they're optimistic about dating and they want to move on and there's a stage where they're like, yeah, I'm done. I gotta find better. I'm gonna do better. And that stage might not be aggressively intentional where they're going out and talking to people, but they, there's a mindset shift. They're like, listen, I'm done. I'm done being sad over this. I'm done being upset with this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go find what's good for me. That's a great stage for you to talk to someone. When someone's going out and trying to escape from the pain of the relationship in a positive way, right? Escape is a bad word, but really relinquish themselves of the fixation. That's a very good stage to talk to someone. Like I know where it's at, right? I know the feeling where they still think about their ex and they still miss their ex, but there's a difference between missing someone and wanting to be with them and missing someone and knowing that it's not good for you. When they're in the stage where they know it's not good for them anymore, then it's really good to talk to them. It's a great stage to talk to them. There are some people that may say that too. You, you will never know. This is the tricky part. It's hard to tell. Unless you're like an expert and you really like look through the situation and sit through the debris and look at their actions, most people will not know if someone is actually really over their ex. I've been in situations where I've heard, I mean, to be honest, I've heard tons of people say, I'm done with her. I don't ever want to talk to her again or him or whatever it is. And boom, they're back together. Boom. And obviously I've seen situations where people are like, man, I miss them so much. And... I love them and I would give them everything, but I know it's not good for me. I've been in those situations where I've loved someone so much. I've loved them so much, but I know they're not good for me. And so even though I'm still hurt over the breakup and I'm visibly distraught, I will still give any new relationship and any new interaction a lot of attention, a lot of time because I'm in the stage where I'm moving on. I'm not gonna sit here and fixate over it. Even though it, it's difficult, there's a little bit of pain that comes with talking to someone new, I know it's good for me. And I'm gonna do what's good for me. That's the discipline. That's a very, very healthy mindset. There's a difference between knowing that you love somebody and care about somebody and you will always love and care about them, but understand they're not good for you. They're not good for you. Some people have insecurity with taking on a partner like this. Some people feel like, man, like, you know, it, it's tough. And I'll tell you something that, that, that will help you guys understand. You know, I'm always gonna do what's good for me. I'm a very disciplined individual. There are moments where I have weakness emotionally. I get tempted. I give in to certain things, not anything extreme, right? I don't really give in to vices like that, but you know, I might sit around for a little bit longer. I might not hit the workout as hard, small things like that. And in the, in the, the generality of life, there are a lot of people and experiences that I have loved and cared about but they're not good for me. And so I will always do what's good for me. And when I start doing what's good for me, I start to fall in love with that because it's feeding me, because it's helping me grow. There are women that I have loved and they just weren't good for me. And I moved on to other relationships with women that were better. They were better than them in terms of what they, what, but I didn't love them as much. The intensity wasn't there, right, initially. But when I realized how good they were for me and how, how kind they were and how loving they were and how much they were, really helping me in my life, I learned to understand like this is much better and I love them through that and I cared about them. And I'll tell you this, openly speaking, it's not to brag or anything, I've had sex with a lot of women and there's some women that I've had sex with that were amazing in bed, just really amazing in bed, but they will never touch a girl that I loved. They will never touch a girl that was good to me. If a girl has a healthy mindset and that has genuinely good intentions for me, 
you feel safe in the interaction. Same thing with a woman to a man. If you know someone is really good for you and they're treating you well and they're genuinely like securing you and trying to make your life better and they love you, then even though somebody else might be 10 times better in bed or whatever it might be in a, in a theoretical physical aspect, they're not better. It's what a lot of people have trouble understanding. When you get to a mature, healthy mindset, you'll understand this. There are like the girls I dated that were I, I was in relationships with, they weren't the best I've ever had in a physical, raw performance standpoint, but they were better than everybody else because I love them. The sex, the interaction, everything I had was so much better. And this is what people oftentimes don't think of. And if you don't think of this, then, you know, number one, you might not be someone that's in the mature mindset to think like that. But I know that, let's say a girl, for example, has uh, had XYZ partner before her ex. And, you know, let's say the ex hypothetically performed better than me. I like to think I'm really good. But the point is, if she loves me and she, she really values me and all the above, and I'm providing a lot of value in her life, dude, she'll like me a lot more anyway, you know, because I'm giving her everything that she needs emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, all the above. If there's a vast difference, yeah, there might be some, some gray area there. I'm just being really honest with you here. But generally speaking, yeah, there's girls I've dated and I've been with. And I think every girl I've talked to, maybe a few, were they had sexual partners before. And I remember one girl I had had a lot of sexual partners. She had a lot of partners before me. This was when I was very young. She, she didn't cheat on me, ironically. It was the girl that didn't have a lot of partners actually that cheated on me. It was very funny. But the one that had a lot of sexual partners, and she told me this all the time, like, yeah, like, and I was very young at the time, and I would ask her all the time. She would always tell me, like, listen, like, there's guys I've had sex with, blah, blah, blah. You're the best because I love you. I care about you. I'm obsessed with you. I can't stop thinking about you. I'm great. Like, you know, and she was. She was a really good person. The relationship didn't work out for different reasons. But the point is, when someone is so good to you and they love you and they care about you and they're all you need, it's hard to be as intense with somebody else. And you start to forget and you start to let go of those experiences. And at certain points, like, I, yes, I know that some girls were really, really good and bad. And I remember that stuff. But, like, I don't remember the feeling of it. It's, like, not something I think about all the time. It's not. I think about the person that I'm with or fixated on now. Even if I'm not having sex with a girl and I'm talking to her and I'm looking at her and we're just having a conversation on the phone, I'm more sexually aroused by that conversation of her than thinking of past situations or looking at videos and photos and all that stuff. You know? Because it's something new. So I hope this makes sense. Kind of went on a couple tangents here. I appreciate you guys for listening to this. You know, I, I talk to you guys very openly in these raw episodes because a lot of people are just, number one, confused on topics that can't necessarily be so structured. So I have to kind of go off in different areas. Number two, a lot of people just ask me for thoughts and advice. So I do these because people request certain topics. If you ever have a topic that you want to request or maybe an episode that I have to make, this particular situation, she asked me to talk about it more into all these different aspects, please just message me. I'm easy to get a hold of. I appreciate you guys for taking time out of your day for whatever you're doing to spend it with me. Shout out to KD for sponsoring our podcast. They, they allow us to bring you amazing video content from their downtown penthouses. I'm really grateful for them. If you're ever in the Cleveland area, check them out. And guys, until next time, sue me out.